Local Legends on Dave Max Drive. Cork's Red FM. Kieran J. Walsh, you're the director of The Racer, the opening gala of the 65th Cork International Film Festival, fully available at people's fingertips through the digital CIFF 2020 app. We'll be able to enjoy the festival this year from the comfort of our own homes, even though we'd love to be there actually at it. But no more about that. Listen, I want to ask you about The Racer because I remember the summer of 1998. I was working for a TV station here in Cork at the time, and when the Tour de France passed through Cork, I was up on the canopy of the capital cineplex in the centre of Cork City, right in Grand Parade, looking down Washington Street, and it was just an absolute spectacle. You were involved in the writing of this as well as directing it. So where did did this come from, and was it always to be centred in the summer of 1998 when the Tour de France, for the first time ever, kicked off somewhere other than mainland Europe, and that was here in Ireland? Yes, it was always always, uh, um, uh, centred on on that particular period in time. The the, uh, original writer is a guy called Kieran Cassidy, who um, is a documentary maker primarily, and he he had a, an interest in, in in sport and particularly in this kind of uh, cycling. But what was most fascinating, um, uh, the more he did research, was he had this kind of um, idea of the most sophisticated, coolest, most difficult sport in the world descending upon Ireland, and all of these really cool riders from you know most of mostly from Europe descending upon the capital. And it felt like um, it felt really cool, right? But the reality, once you scratch the surface, the reality that year was that the Tour de France riders were basically working class guys holed up in cheap hotel rooms doing performance performance enhancing drugs by the bucket load. And the more he researched, like kind of like the glamour of the whole thing, kind of fell away. And then it was really kind of um, between myself and him. It was like uh, you know examining the world of the domestiques of the teams because you know cycling is called a team sport for individuals right so there's normally nine on each team and most of them are domestiques and they all kind of like work around a sprinter or a guy who's going to win the stages like um the queen bee and i found that well that's funny because i was going to use the word drone to describe them but go on yeah and, and and what's fascinating is like these guys they kind of uh sacrifice their lives for somebody else they don't get much glory they don't get much praise or attention or even that much money particularly back in 20 years ago um and so it like you know it, i was just fascinated by the idea of, of somebody playing second fiddle to somebody else and being quite happy with that mm. so that's where that's where the interest came i mean we've all seen we've all seen um, films about champions um but this is the second fiddle and i just found that fascinating and it was just a an interesting time for cycling because the Tour de France organisers thought that this would be probably the last tour because of the amount of scandals, drug, uh, because of all the drugs in it and, and the drug bust that happened, the Festina drug bust. They really thought this was, it, it was over, that they're going to have to cancel it, finish it, um, after 100 years or whatever it was running for. Um, so they tr- decided to do their best to um, stamp out all the drugs and all the abuse. And uh, they did their best. Um, and for the next seven years, Lance Armstrong won the Tour de France. <laughs> Including that one was ninety eight his first no, no ninety nine. Okay, yeah, uh, but still, but, but still, I think we, I, I think, I think we know how that story went. Um, 
I've only seen the trailer and I you know it's a cyclist who's nearing the end of his career he's wondering will he get a contract anymore I mean you asked the question about why would they do it I suppose they are even though they're the drone workers for the for the for the queen bee let's say who gets the glory they're still part of the spectacle they're serious athletes I mean you know you don't get to to be there without having put in blood sweat and tears over over many many years um yeah. Uh, you know, so they're they're serious individuals, and obviously very focused and very dedicated. Uh, and actually, your 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 lead actor, you know, looks like quite the athlete in the in the trailer again, where he jumps up on the bike. You're like, geez, this guy looks like he's a a serious piece of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's um, he is actually a fanatic about cycling. Um, I got very lucky uh, that I found a, I found a, a guy who could act. And um, and also was a fanatic about cycling, and used to cycle. Like he does Ironman and stuff like that. He's like a sports fanatic, a fitness mm. fanatic. So it kind of just two things came together. And he also happens to be kind of a household name in Belgium. Um, everybody knows him from various different uh, television shows. So his dream job came along, and uh, my dream actor came along. <laughs> it was just serendipity. It was great. But do, do do I get the impression from the trailer? And feel free to tell me as much or as little yeah. as you like. Um, that he sort of is like, well, before I go out, I'm going to have one last blast off of this. Maybe I'm sick of being second fiddle. And how, what does it feel like to to cross the finish line first for a change? Is there any of that? Yes, is- there is absolutely. That is part of the story. Um, however, how that comes about uh, is the, probably the most interesting thing because most domestiques realise that their place is not to win. Their place is to support a support rider. Uh, and he realises that, but he's getting old. He's like uh, nearly 39 years old, which is quite old for a sports person and certainly quite old for somebody who has to cycle. In each, each stage is like nearly 200 kilometres. So you're cycling 200 kilometres up and down hills every day for three weeks. That's insane. Mm. Um, so he just kind of, a set of circumstances come about. He realizes that he's not really being valued anymore, that his, it is probably his last tour. He's kind of like been indicated that he hasn't got a contract for the, for the next year and he phones around and tries to get some, somebody to see if there's any interest and there's not. And one thing leads to another and he just, he just kind of thinks to hell with this. I'm going to go for it, you know, and that's what he does. An exhilarating action film and dark comedy that drives the racer to pack an adrenaline-filled punch right to the finish line. I'm exhilarated to see it. Kieran J. Walsh, you're the director of it. <laughs> Stop there, Dave. I'll be chatting with you ahead of it on Sunday um, on uh, CorkFilmFest.org and on the Film Festival Facebook page. And then it's the CIFF app. Well, you can you can browse, select and stream through CorkFilmFest.org as well. But I have downloaded the app and it's very easy to manipulate and to use and to book your tickets. And I'm looking forward to sitting on the couch and uh, Apple TVing The Racer by Kieran J. Walsh, the opening gal of the 65th Cork International Film Festival. Has it screened much elsewhere yet, Kieran? The film was due to premiere at the South by South Film Festival in Austin, Texas in last March mm. on Friday the 13th. And on Friday the 6th, we were we got a phone call to say, I'm sorry, the festival has been completely cancelled because of COVID. And that would have been an amazing launch pad for the film. Uh, so after that... Um, Particularly the Austin, Texas bit. That's where Lance is from, isn't it? That's where Lance is. And he was going to come along to the as well, apparently. <laughs> yes, that was the word. So wow. uh, that would have been interesting. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, but so, yeah. Uh, um, it, and then normally after that, then, you know, other festivals kick in because they, they see it's in that festival and one thing leads to another. Um, uh, it's actually showing in a film festival in uh, Tallinn, in Estonia, uh, later this month. Um, which is a pretty cool film festival. It's actually a physical film festival. They've managed to um, get away. They must have very low COVID figures over there, so they've mm. managed to actually have a physical festival. Mm. Um, 
So, and then uh, it, it premiered, uh, the world premiere was actually in Belgium, and then it went into the cinemas there, uh, because again, they seem to be able to get around the whole COVID thing, and their cinemas are open. Uh, so it's, 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 it's on in Belgium, and it's on in um, Holland at the moment as well. Well, the, and it's due to come out here in December. Ah, the cinemas open up again. Fingers crossed. Yes, indeed. I don't. Yeah, it's it's disappointing. Cinemas got knocked off because the last time I was at them during COVID, I mean, you couldn't be any more socially distanced in the way that they they managed them and, and laid it all out. So, yes, yes. it seems and to me a shame. No cases of contamination because of cinemas. None. There's no, no record of them and, whatsoever. And, and a great activity that you can actually do on your own and be socially distanced and kind of forget about everything for a while. That's why we love the movies, isn't it? Bring it back, man. God. If they could open the cinemas up in December, I'd be the happiest man in the world. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> Chat to you Sunday. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Kieran J. Walsh. Cork's Red FM. Proud partners of the Cork Film Festival. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.